0: Yeah, that's just a little taste of what we're about to get into with Rafael Moreira, such a certified badass guitar player, and is brought to you by Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com. Guitar Player. Play better. Sound better. New guitar is safe. Welcome to No Guitar Is Safe, episode 164. I'm still Jude Gold, and we are plugging in with another guitar hero. This is why I love doing this show, because just, you know, man, we're just hanging out, having fun, celebrating the joy of guitar. I'll try to make this intro short, because we go on a deep and a long guitar hang today. He's got the Bogners plugged in. Rafael Moreira. I always wish I could pronounce Portuguese names better, but I have been to Brazil and it was fun. And that's where Hafa, as his friends call him, grew up. And he came to the States and played with everyone from huge stars. I'm talking Pink, Christina Aguilera, Paul Stanley, one of his idols, and Backstreet Boys. I mean, and we first got to know him at Guitar Player Magazine because he was on this show called Rockstar In Excess, where In Excess was on CBS with this weekly show trying to find a new singer. You probably remember that. And then the next year it was called Rockstar Supernova. And every night Hoffa was just killing it, playing all these songs, being featured heavily.
1: I was obnoxiously loud in every single thing I ever done.
0: And now I'm kind of thinking about if that was good or bad, but it didn't matter. And that's right. He plays loud on today's show, too. I'll try to ride the faders correctly for you. Do my best. This was a wild episode.
2: I'm, I'm
0: playing a custom shop Telecaster of his and he's playing various Les Pauls and other things as we go through. We'll get right to it and we'll dive into some of his stuff like Magnetico, his band, but also his solo stuff like from his album Acid Guitar. And I was thinking, you know, don't you think guitar player, don't you think musicians and comedians kind of have some kind of spiritual thing in common? I realized that it might be all the touring that they both do, the road dogging. I don't think there's any other profession in which you hit so many different towns, like in the U.S. alone. I mean, I probably hit 30 different towns in states like Pennsylvania, Florida... Virginia, probably a hundred different towns in California. The list goes on and on. And no other profession do you just see the country this way. I don't even think traveling encyclopedia salespeople ever did that. Sorry, Willie Loman, but I've seen more places than you. But you are well-liked, and I do respect you. But it was an interesting milestone this weekend. I played the first show with our series of party gras shows with Brett Michaels, I, of course, with Jefferson Starship, we were in the support slot opening in Four Bears, North Dakota. And with that, that's I've now performed a professional concert in all 50 states. I was waiting for North Dakota. North Dakota, Wyoming, Alaska are the only three states where I've only played one city. But hey, here's to all of you out there doing it. Keep on playing, and if you want to come say hi to me, we got tons more party Gras shows with brett michaels and night ranger they will be supporting on the rest of the shows and we'll be opening so get there early we're playing like 35 minutes max right at the top of the show is that how you say it? the beginning of the show and brett was super cool man he made us feel like we were his best friend even though we just met him the guys dr feel good right there and we got a whole bunch of shows i think they're all on the east side of the mississippi indiana Florida, Illinois, Massachusetts, Michigan. Hope to see some of you out there, but because this is such an epic episode, we're going to shoot right over to Hoffa's house. So let me fire up the chopper, keep it alive to you 95, and of course, check out Guitar Player and GuitarPlayer.com. Special thanks to G7th Capos for the awesome, customized, super capos that we give our guests these days. Much appreciated. Let's head over to Hafa's. the heck man is this too loud no it's good i mean i'm watching the meters here there's no smoke coming out of the zoom (laughs) recorder yet so it's handling it this is such a great room this is this is why i do this thing of getting in the helicopter and coming over to places when i can walk into a comfortable room like this you got drums and about ten thousand guitars and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Three Bogner heads. You're going through the Shiva right now, over a Shiva.
1: Yeah, I got a Shiva there. I think that's, a, yeah, that's a Ubershaw up yeah. there. And then a, a Goldfinger. I played
0: through one of those ones for 10 seconds. It was great. It's
1: great amp, man. And um, then we have another one there. Oh, yeah. Is, I have two <laughs> of those. There's five Bogners in there.
0: And then the, the Helios yeah. that I've been playing a little bit with Magnetico. And you got this great Gibson Les Paul, one of several, and... Yeah, this I always wanted to have a black custom as a yeah. kid
1: because of John Sykes.
0: Cool. And Peter
1: Frampton and
0: Yeah, I got a 3 pickup Peter Frampton one but I oh, wow. the headstock's just not Yeah. That's <laughs> a tragic story. <laughs> yeah, I love I love those guys, man. Now, it's funny, it's cool to see these stacks. uh uh-huh. You got two full stacks here, which you know, just yesterday I went to see for the first time the la philharmonic orchestra incredible <sighs> disney hall i mean it's like you <sighs> got to do this if you can ever get the chance it's an experience right it's an experience they're they, they're so good and the room is so amazing and the music is so amazing and then and then i just found this video of you and i only found the sound check i don't know if there's a full video uh-huh. but it's incredible of you playing beethoven's ninth at a seventy thousand seat soccer stadium. Oh wow, that's right. I don't know what <laughs> tuning you're in exactly. It sounds like a low D string happening or something. Maybe, maybe it was a drop D.
1: I dropped a D, and I came up with a nice little um, version of it. That's what they asked me to do. And uh, this was in 2013, and um, they flew me to Brazil, and it was the final of the Libertadores Cup, which is is, is the It's the same thing as the Champions League in Europe. Mm -hmm. We have the Libertadores Cup in in the Americas, which is the biggest soccer final in the whole American continent. Wow! So it was really cool because you don't do a lot of that, you know, Jude, like in soccer games, the the playing the anthem thing, that is such a cool thing. But when they invited me to do that in Brazil, I was all over it, man. I was like...
0: Free trip back home. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's it's so cool to see a bogner full stack in the middle of a soccer field surrounded by seven They ask you to play Beethoven's name
1: because it was the the anthem of the whole tournament. That's
0: they, was that every year. Or I that? think
1: back when I did, it was the yeah. theme of the that year. So I just made a, a little bit of a, ver, a version of a, a rock thing, a rock version of that song, and you know
0: everybody does <laughs> what. so inspiring. Thanks, man. Yeah, some, I think it
1: was a two and a half minutes thing. Yeah and uh it's really hard to catch people's attention because in soccer they're there to see the game yeah. when we watch super the Super Bowl yeah. it's so fun people actually enjoy some entertainment
0: or the halftime yeah yeah
1: and in Brazil or or anywhere else in the world we don't have a lot of that in soccer even when yeah. we you know they have the the Champions League final in Europe I think they had uh, this Latin girl uh, Camila I, I forgot her name but
0: it's not as you know entertaining. Yeah. I guarantee you, every guitar player that was there though was <laughs> watching you like a hawk. <laughs> I, I yeah, man, it was interesting.
1: It was a tough tough gig because I don't think they're very good at, at miking it, even in in having a this, the right sound. Like in every uh, hockey game or football game in the states, the su- sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. If people are used to the guitar and stuff, there's like, it was a little strange, but I, I I was just happy to get through it, you know? I think it was up. A- Something like that, I, I'm not going to tempt, because it's been... 10
0: years ago and i never played it before or after that i remember just like some like after you kind of left the theme it's something that i've seen you do a lot where you you know it's like you burst into some kind of lead licks and maybe effortlessly kind of incorporate your tapping hand a little bit
1: yeah man there's a lot of um i was gonna talk to you i do a lot of this you know i i usually put names to the things that i come up with oh, cool. I don't think it's anything new I just think we all do it differently you know yeah. and I always wanted to um, do it in a way that maybe people would recognize it was a, th- a kids thing you know because I used to hang out with a lot of the older musicians so what they told me as a kid man you have to find your own sound look at Jimmy Page and even if they were influenced by yeah. blues you knew you knew it were you know it was there. Yeah. Clepton, you knew and I grew up with the English rock f- at first. That's what uh, I was introduced to, to rock guitar. But, um, yeah, a lot of the tapping and, st- and stuff, we can talk about it, man. It's just interesting.
0: Yeah, show us a little bit. Of yeah, I do, like a, lot do.
1: Of, uh, a lot of blind bending that I, I like to talk yeah, about. Blind too. bending? <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a little bit too loud. <laughs> Is this too loud? No. Anyway, so. Never. What I call blind bending is like, uh, it's basically you just play something, you know, you're improvising, you're playing, and all of a sudden you, you go down the neck and you bend anywhere you land. Nice. And you don't care. You have to go with a sense of abandonment, you know, abandonment, you know, like not caring. Because you can adjust.
0: You can always bend up into a good note.
1: Yes. (laughs) So,
0: you know, I don't know if I'm (laughs) going to. Let me put a little
1: delay to a safety net here for you. But um, I was even going to. Let's do it without it. It's a little loud here for (laughs) me. Was, that was a, an example of that, that I was like, I just
0: go for it. It's cool when you don't have to worry about where you uh, <laughs> land. But Some. yeah,
1: I've been kind of talking about blind bending, you know, just go for it. Yeah. And um, I think I watched something yesterday, uh, another guitar player you, you interviewed that I really like, Philip says such a great oh, player, because yeah, yeah. I, I love those guys that have soul, you know, that's what I've always in, been into, that's why I like John Sykes, and and guys are just kinda like they lose it themselves in it. Oh, really? And um, yeah, I, I I heard him doing something that Jeff Healy did, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the some bands, and I was like, Wow, that's kind of like what I've been doing, yeah. but different. Yeah. And it, you just go in it, man. It doesn't matter. Even if you mix tapping and stuff, uh.
2: so
0: What did you just do
2: that?
1: So we talked about a little bit of blind bending, right? Yeah. We can come back to that. But the tapping is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always using my my middle finger to tap because I don't want to drop the pick. I don't want to put the pick in my mouth, you know? It's a, something I kind of like. I, I wanted to incorporate the the tapping into my playing and not be a gimmick kind of thing and do it like like, wow, you know, naturally. You can only hope and try, right? And I, I remember when I moved to L.A., I was already playing a little bit of two-hands tapping that I I was listening to a lot of, you know, I love Steve Vai and Joe Satriani, all of them. I love everybody, you know. But um, I had to find my voice, you know. That came later after the British rock guys. I got into the 80s thing. I was like, I was just a little guy. I was like, oh, my God, it took it to the next level. But I when I moved to L.A., i i went to the coconut teaser when it was still around and first week of school and i remember watching a teacher play uh, his name is roy ashen roy is a an interesting cat i don't know him very well but i remember him doing the tapping and he would add vibrato to it and it was a cool thing when i saw that i was like oh my god i'm going to Run with this.
0: How does he do it? Like with his fretting hand behind the neck With his
1: right, uh, right hand. And and I, I and I have been I applied that to my two-hand technique and licks since. And it, and it's I never seen anybody do it, man, ever. And I'm how's, like,
2: how's show
0: us.
1: <laughs> yes. And I'm like, you guys are missing out because you got to make statements. Yes. If you just go and do something like this, uh, let me let me just show you. I don't like that because it's like you're not making a statement. Or, so I started to do a little bit like uh, something like. A anyway, it, it speaks a little more. It's more more lyrical and more like a vocalist kind of.
0: Because sometimes I shake the note with the fretting hand. So you just hold the tapping note
1: and you can do it with the other hand yeah,
0: but that sounded so musical but it will
1: help your your yeah. right hand too man and and yeah. uh, i remember being 16 or 17 i was living in the capital of my state and uh, this guy came over to play with a billy idol cover band and his name is andre andre hernandez hernandez yeah andre hernandez great guy and he he had a two two hand technique that i was blown away because i was mostly coming from the john sykes and the jimmy page before that Angus young good bands good you know all about the feeling you know so and i was getting into the technical stuff because of vi and and cacophony you know go off that's a great album with those two man i love that Uh, i love it
0: that's jason becker and marty friedman yeah
1: i love those guys I, I love both of them. I, I I'm always been a Marty guy. I know my some of my friends are Jason's guy. Yeah. I'm always into the the Marty because of the, the bands and the feel. I like that better. Yeah. And and then you can add all the arpeggios and technical stuff. But if you have those nuances, I think it's just beautiful. I'm just thinking about what we're talking about because I'm going all over the place right now. Uh,
0: a lot to cover. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think we're talking about the... the, the the vibrato yeah
0: vibrato techniques yes things that you like to do that yeah are, so so are anyway that
1: that are, i was doing that you know richie cotton i used to have a, a cassette he reaches a friend now you know yeah isn't that crazy uh, yeah and i i still have a cassette i still have a cassette and and he had some really cool stuff weirdly enough i was never able to learn any of this guy's solos or licks ever richie's nothing i I have no idea what he does i just listen to the stuff i don't know if i was lazy or if i i know it was both but the main reason jude it was i wanted to have my sound and i didn't want to learn or which is not a bad thing dude learning things just add to your vocabulary and and as long as you keep going for your own sound you know what i mean it's going to sound like you but I, I just was never the guy that learned everything exact. I, early on, when I was a little kid with my brothers, I knew where the key was. I always yeah. knew, okay. You had the ear. Yeah, I had the ear, and I, I would, like, there was a song, like a band, a local band. A, ah. Yeah. So. It's just, you know, yeah. I knew, okay. And I would, you know, just know where, where it was, the pentatonic, you know? So I, I would rather do like Bark at the Moon. You know, we love Ozzy. And, and I, I love know. J.K. Lee, man, you know, but I would do my own solo.
0: I love that
1: um, i I remember, yeah. but the attitude, you know, yeah It, <laughs> it was you know, yeah. it's like when you listen to Zach trying to not try, but playing Randy Rhodes stuff, he does his own thing with it, yeah, and I okay. always liked that a lot, you know
0: sometimes you grab just a few of the most important yes and then you can do the rest of
1: see one of my favorite people man that I when I was a kid was ace freely that I listened to his 78 album so much I I grew up listening to that album if you ask me do you do you play any of his licks not really I never really learned it I had to learn a few when I worked with Paul Stanley the first time around that we played some KISS songs, and and I learned a few of the solos, but most of the time, I did my own. You know, and I had to deal with some of the fans, like, oh, but dude, I'm not in KISS yet, you know? I'm I'm with Paul, Paul wants us to do
0: our thing, so. Calm down. There's always gonna be people (laughs) writing shit the comments, no matter what.
1: There's always somebody that will play Ace note by note.
0: I'm not one of them, so I'll just do my thing. Can you just give us like a one minute or whatever short Recap of, of, you know, where you grew up and how you became to play music. I know your mother was a music teacher.
1: She's a pianist, a multi-instrumentalist, man. I learned yeah. guitar with her
0: with two other little girlfriends
1: in my class. Yeah. And my brothers, my older brothers, had their own class, all with my mom, you know, learning guitar. And then. And we, what city were you growing up in? I grew up in Cambara, which is in the south of Brazil, in the state called Paraná. Small town. We grew up in a farm. You know, with horses and all, all that you think of. Yeah, you have know? a business? Was a farm a business? My my you? dad was an agriculture engineer oh. and he had farms and through my grandpa, which was a big farmer, but a politician too before that. So it was an interesting yeah. uh, upbringing for sure that we would take a whole podcast to talk right.
0: about. But you start off on a nylon string pretty young, right?
1: Yeah. Nylon string is six years old and when I was eight, I got an electric Uh, The brand was a Brazilian brand called Jennifer. It was a horrible guitar. But, you know, things were very expensive in Brazil, almost hard to find. It's
0: important to start out on a horrible guitar and then go to a good one. You don't want to go the other direction.
1: It took me a long (laughs) time. You know, I I bought my first real good guitar. I say real good because it was different. I went through a couple before. But when I was 15, I'm, I went to Disney. I got a trip to go to, go to Disney in uh, Disneyland, right? Uh, no, Disney World in Florida, in Florida yeah. with some high school friends. And I saved a little bit of money. I, was, I, I think I brought $1,000 with me, and I was able to buy tennis shoes that, that was cool. And then I bought my guitar that I wanted, which was a, an Ibanez RG570.
0: Oh, my God. Right. Where'd you get it?
1: I got it in Miami. Guitar I don't Center or something I don't. I don't think it was Guitar Center, but I was blown away, dude. when I walked into that store, man. Oh,
0: what a great moment. That was Disneyland for me. Yeah. Was that was Disneyland. <laughs> I wanted to sleep there. This is Disneyland for me, this room. Uh, but anyway, I digress.
1: But, you know, I grew up with my two older brothers, bass player and drummer. So since we were little kids, we had huge distortion pedals locally made, you know, in Brazil. They were not very good. But we had cabinets and we ro- we were rock and rollers, man. Uh, we were that in our sleeve, you know? We yeah. were real. Like, you know, talk to us and we'll talk to you like we're. No, we,
0: that's what we do. Like. Show us what you play. Take us back in the time machine for 10 seconds. <laughs> I would love to know. But I think we played a very. Oh, there's a. I played
1: this with a friend, a little friend, you know, or a little. He already played in church, so he had a couple licks, man. I couldn't believe it. play yeah. this and I, I i would like oh my god then i start going out like nine years old we go to uh to the club in 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 our hometown and the the guys in the band would let us play in fender Strat. oh my god dude that was and learned a few licks look pentatonic here it is that's how we started learning because my mom wasn't really a soloist like a rock right person you know she but she understood, and she kind of let us run with it. We had the records, you know. And we we played, you know. We, we had a band, and then I moved to the capital of my state, you know. And I did a lot of the cover and the writing.
0: What's the capital? Curitiba. I was curious. I, went to, I played in, I went to like five cities. Do you remember? Brazil, the, but I what? didn't go there.
1: Okay. Curitiba is the capital of my state. Did you go to Porto Alegre? Yes. Which is further yes. south and that's the capital of Rio Grande there do Sul Belo Horizonte Belo Horizonte is where I played the final the soccer final
0: oh that, yeah, yeah I played in a smaller place <laughs> yeah well, I'm sure but it was, it was great. great it was a yeah. great show it was like uh, good food people. man good food oh yeah we were, food. it was like an outdoor market or like yeah um, on the, after sound check I was walking around and yeah. it was there's a park and all these great food stands and the guy bought me some great I forgot what we had to eat but <laughs> I loved it. I love it. I you think I, I love I love the Portuguese pronunciation because over there the girls call me they look at my name, and they go
1: Juji? Juji. I'm like
0: yes. Juji. The, the bands, yeah, they still call me Juji or something.
1: Yeah, like uh YouTube.
0: <laughs> oh YouTube.
1: Yeah, we don't say you know, we don't say YouTube. Oh. It's Youtube. Oh.
0: <laughs> but I digress. Wait, so uh when you're like fifteen though, are you uh, you're obviously loving guitar but are you already envisioning a career what's your like oh no no when i was you, six
1: years old i knew that was knew. it there's nothing deviating from that man i knew that what, was it. what were you
0: picturing when you were six guitar like hero, on TV i wanted
1: here? to be a guitar no no tv or, <laughs> never understood the idea of being a sideman i had no idea what that was ne- never even thought about or wanting to do that because i didn't listen to janet jackson I wasn't listening to her. I didn't know anything or uh, I didn't listen to pop music unless it was maybe Tears for Fears, you know, things that were a little more progressive that way. Good stuff Mm -hmm. that Seal and and New Wave, I enjoyed New Wave. In the back of my head, I was like, I like that. But I was into rock and then I got into, the hard rock era for me, it had to be good. It had to be something that I respected, like Whitesnake. I always thought it was a great band that we could listen to all the players. and They were all great. It wasn't a yes. gimmick. And I, with all the respect, you know, to everybody, sometimes it came off as a gimmick. I, I like Motley Crue because of Tommy and, and yeah. some of Dr. good. It's so good, you know, it's good stuff. Yeah. So we respected that. We liked that. But I think there was a... A period of time where um i I left the you know the 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 zeppelins and the sabbaths a c d c which i Angus young i mean Blackmore, you know the Deep purples Malcolm, and, yeah yeah, I love that stuff, I love it, and yeah, uh I got into the more advanced guitar playing that was coming out in the late seventies and eighties. Even though I have no idea about it because I was probably five years old and I was just going, I was like, maybe more middle, mid 80s that I, you know, I, mm-hmm. Ozzy with Jake and yeah. obviously Randy Rhodes. But Zach was incredible, man. When he came out in the scene, he's like playing that show in Russia. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen it. It's amazing. Pantera did it too, uh, Motley Crue did it. Um, and you can tell all the, the armies there because they were being liberated. So it was a magical time I check that to I've definitely that. hung
0: out with Zach many times. but
1: That's an amazing show. I think it was probably one of the greatest times like for me to watch Zach. It was just young and yeah, not was, thinking about anything. Just
0: good. Just the pure joy of just, brutal yeah, tone and play. Unbelievable, man.
1: With Randy Castillo. It's great. Yeah. Great to watch. For me, it was a huge deal watching those guys. I, I love Pantera because I always thought Zach, Dimebag had the same sort of vibe that I wanted to have and I, I loved in musicians, you know, this yeah. passion and almost like blind bending, you know, like just go for yeah. it. Kind of not as controlled, but yeah. equally crazy. like, And I kind of always gravitated towards that.
0: It's always so much more exciting if the person has a little element of danger to it like they're kind of out of control and you you don't know exactly what's going to happen and neither do they i love that yeah whether it's a singer leading the band or a guitar player
1: yeah but we always we i think we all gravitate towards things that are more close to ourselves you know and i i think it's all great you know i if show me
0: how zach is in your playing is there any way that he's yeah i I I know you do your own thing yeah
1: no absolutely zach I, I don't know. I don't think... It's just... Well, just the the main licks that he does, I think is' more the
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first time I interviewed him was probably two thousand five on his tour bus at Ozfest, yeah. And the thing that I remember the most it was he was playing a lot of stuff, kind of like what you're just playing right there. Yeah, you totally tapped into some of his. Yeah, I was. His, I loved Zach as a kid, man. But he's. Yeah, he would just. He's a man of few words. He definitely answered all of the questions, and we had a good talk. But he also was playing the whole time. He never stopped playing. Oh. He, he's like, you know, you fucking got to practice all the time if you want to. Like, you know, he's like. Yeah. To him, it's like. The whole time, right? And a lot of a uh, little uh, hybrid extra notes with his plucking with his. I mean, he's got I'm a little playing bit of a Telecaster that. here. And, <laughs> but, Love it, you know. Like he's, yeah, that's what I. And no, also, I, yeah. later in the day, he he was still drinking then, and wow, he he opened the show and he played play Ozzy later. But he he was one of the first bands with Black Label Society, and he just came out there. Smashed a beer on his head to where it exploded open, and he's like pouring it up here, like above his head, open into his mouth. Man, that's hard. It's just going down his street, it's going every he did that like six times. There are cans of beer all over. He rocks so hard. I have the most amazing photos from that day on film, black and white film. That's pretty crazy, man. It's not easy.
1: I always had a hard time, I never enjoyed playing Buzzed. With beer, alcohol, alcohol kind yeah. of makes me a little. I I, I love this yeah. playing sober. Uh, you know, weed here and there. It was never a problem, but yeah. I kind of like when I'm doing anything professional, anything that that I I, I, I want to be responsible. I want to be well. Uh, yeah. I want to play well. I don't. I don't drink, you know. But I, and your I, writer
0: I, on your website has has. <laughs> You guys definitely have some booze on there, like most bands, for yeah. after the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For your friends. Oh, I no no. I love I, you know. I'm, I'm I haven't had any issues yet with drinking or anything, any substances. I never you made
0: it this far. You're, yeah. you you probably. Gonna, we can gonna have make fun, it. you know. Yeah. We can enjoy whatever. But
1: yeah. <laughs> it, the problem is, uh, tell everybody, you know, don't do it enough that you can't do it anymore, and then you have to stop. And then you associate that addiction with your guitar playing, and it
0: kind of messes it up. Well said. You don't want that. To yeah. Be so you
1: want to leave the music and the playing free from addictions, because if you need to do something in order to go play, uh, you you're gonna dis- distance yourself a little bit. That's my experience. I
0: completely agree. Yeah. But I
1: I, I'm not against anything. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I had. The craziest life, and <laughs> yeah. had fun. Every
0: but I hear what you're saying. Stay in touch with that pure thing when oh, you first yeah. started as a six-year-old in your case. But yeah, I love. I it, started man. around eight, and you know that pure thing where you're just playing because we you like love it play. so much. Yeah, and uh, that's you want to keep that going. Don't let alcohol Absolutely, or other stuff get in the way of that. Yeah. So you, did you end up at music school in in Brazil too? No, or you came I. Am I? To MI or well,
1: I moved to the capital when I was 15, 16, After okay. I went to Disney and bought my guitar and stuff, I moved to the capital. My brothers were living there. You and, going and to those school. big
0: fat frets. <laughs> <came>. <laughs> I love <laughs> that guitar. That, I mean, yeah.
1: that guitar was great, man. I still have a. I have a five seventy that Ibanez gave to me. It's a custom shop five seventy that is nowhere to be found. Like it, it's not out One there it's amazing. It's a little, it's such a little thin neck. It's amazing. I just find it that it needs a little more sustain. I I enjoy bigger necks now. Yeah. So, but I, I still love it. But I was in Curitiba, the capital, and I was gigging. At 16, man, I was gigging with my brother on drums. We had That's a great awesome. band that wrote original material and we covered you know, Zeppelin, Whitesnake, everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? The music that we liked at the time, you know? And that was a fun time. Then I moved on and I created my own band with a friend. Uh, kind of sang and rapped. And, and, the, and the trio behind him, it was me on guitar, Fabricio on bass, and this jazz drummer older than us that was into rock. So we were able to do a, more of a proggy. And I was listening to Mishuga at the time and getting like, whoa, this is different. Yeah. We already went through Metallica with Anthrax, Megadeth, uh yeah. Rusting Peace was it, you know, with Marty. But uh so I was into harder music at that point in my life. We we're listening to a lot of slayer, thrash metal, and coming up with our own kind of vibes. From yeah. rock classic rock, English music to 80s into thrash metal.
0: The thing I love about Mashuga, you know, is the rhythmic stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. And I hear you do some interesting rhythmic stuff with Magnético, right? And do you have any examples of that? Or it's not just—it's—it's it's it's weird. Not like Slayer. It's, no, no. It's—it's <laughs> it's more.
1: It's—it's—it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's it's, um, it's really cool. I think what they do is—is is to create, um, let's say. Something like, um, like if you have something, uh, like if you play something like this. Mm. Anything. Uh, yeah. Like you, they will play a five figure. See what I mean? So it's like a cycle of fives or six, and then they come back to the one. So there's no odd meter. And they they will do a riff. They do a riff.
2: And
1: and there's a groove, so it keeps going away
0: and coming back.
1: So that was a very interesting thing. I don't do a lot of that with Magnetico, actually.
0: I was thinking, like, just some of the breaks where it's going to, like, maybe even on Emperor, the part where you start yeah. changing up some of the chords or something. Yeah,
1: I'll play that that for you yeah. because it's really cool when we do this, um, the
0: break. He's switching less balls, folks. That looks like yeah. Randy Rhodes' original guitar, but I don't think it is. It could be. <laughs>
1: So this guitar, it's a tuning that I came up with at MI when I was going to school. Because, I, you know, most kids were doing drop D, and I was like, ah, I want to go drop B. So I tuned the sixth string to a B, and the A to an F sharp, so I got a, a power chord there. But it's not friendly towards the other four. Yes. It's not very friendly. So I, I had to kind of figure out and come up with stuff that doesn't necessarily, it's not easy, it's not friendly, but I came up with a ton of songs. The Emperor is the first song of uh, Magnetico's first album, and th- this is the riff, uh, I'll put a little delay here, just kind of, one, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs>
2: verse first...
0: So, feeling that man, I feel that uh, it's so great.
1: Yeah, so it's a, it's a, like this part, man. The 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 post chorus, I, I I remember recording with the baritone, but I tuned it the way this guitar's tuned, and it didn't work very well for that guitar. Just too low or? weird? Like the neck wasn't liking it because I yeah. put regular tuning, like the four first strings, yeah, and then F sharp and B. So I didn't. I recorded with that, which sounded killing, but it wasn't great for the neck. So i started yeah. using regular Les Pauls. the 57 gold top has the same tuning because right. because of uh traveling to the cruises and playing mm-hmm. with magnetico not having a guitar here i had to send it earlier so i would have mm-hmm. to have guitars here to play shows while we're in town it's kind of a little a little much yeah. uh, it's my mistake but you know we tune it we create and then mm-hmm. we have to somehow pr- reproduce that but
0: uh, so that looks like a standard Les Paul you, m- you must have an extra thick Eastern low e and yes and I have and a
1: 60 it, in 60. a in a 40 this is a 46 which For I went string, a yeah. whole step up from It from it would be an F sharp so but right right tens here the four yeah. first strings so uh, this this is an interesting the post chorus man I recorded with the 12-string just to give some brightness
0: on the record. I think you're pointing at that Jimmy Page-style double neck. Yes, SG. a custom shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome.
1: It's, I'll play it, man. That six-string right there, it's probably the best guitar we have
0: here. because what, of the, the six-string half of that guitar? Because of the, the, the weight oh, and the tone. The, the you, huge body. It's amazing. Yeah, plus you can serve dinner on it, too. <laughs> you just turn it over. Absolutely. <laughs> so here's the here's the af the post chorus is a, such a cool
1: little riff. Let yeah. me make it clean so you hear it. One yeah, two beautiful. three four. and then we have this break that I I use the the, the electro harmonics Pog because back in the day if you get a, a, a octave boss octave yep. pedal it won't track if you go lower than than the e oh
0: really yeah I never get pushed it that far
1: never so the the Pog
0: tracks low A's. it's Plus amazing you can hit like multiple strings at once right
2: yeah I,
1: so the one is
2: one two three four <laughs>
0: Can I hear the pog on the high strings too just to kind of get a sense of what I can hear? Yeah. I have a song on that album album
1: that's called uh, A Letter for a Friend and this is how I play it, Drew. Yeah. um, This is... uh, a letter for a friend that you can never send or you know that you never see again so it's sort of like in my production chops I'm going to make something with a marching band sort of like a funeral opening yeah. and it's very interesting I, l- I love that stuff while I'm singing I'm throwing
0: yeah you do so well, what v- was that sort of uh, vibrato or oh smert- yeah this speaker one effect
1: this one is a Univibe from Mulan this guy, right? Yeah.
2: That's great.
1: And, uh, the the boss chorus blue pedal CE yeah the CE2 and um, we were talking about the the other song uh, Ordinary People Ordinary People is from the next album Death Race Ordinary People
2: All together now
1: The Emperor, Letter for a Friend, and other songs that I would love for you to hear, because there's a little bit of that, the Pog in there, that is very interesting. I, I do a lot of that stuff. And then open up to drum breaks, you know, let the drummer take a solo with that riff underneath. It's really fun.
0: And then the solos, I think it builds up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. the solo in that song i recorded with this tally that you have tally on. I'm
2: right
0: here, this yeah, it's just black custom shop. Such a
1: cool little thing line that i'm yeah. walking out of here with. <laughs> but you know, um uh ordinary people has the same tuning as the emperor, you know? I just wanted to give continuity to you
0: get low b and low f sharp. Yes,
1: and then regular. So you have I'm going to put a little delay. Oh no, here's without it, but i I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll play with a uh,
0: Oh, yeah
2: ah. I stood in line all
1: day today you know what I mean like ch- beautiful trying to create a, a nice little bed of a, of a verse so i can sing the verse and then I, I i add a little bit of that arian chorus with 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 a faster oh, you got one
0: of those you know just to give me a leslie vibe folks he's missing the three knobs on there so yeah if anyone's got them i know they cost like probably 50 bucks each for the knobs right <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, eBay. It, it's so funny and, and my C 2 is missing a knob
0: yeah, I have old boss pedals that are well loved like that. You know, I'm looking at your pedal board just to, on a side note here, uh, yeah. which is about the size of Kansas. <laughs> I love how you got a red. It's like it's a trailer trash board, and you got red lights underneath it that kind of light up through the plexiglass yeah. behind the pedals. The only thing that I'm sh- surprised by, nothing against this Vox delay pedal. Yeah, but there's so it's like four presets. It's big as hell. I know a lot of real estate. And Vox. There's, there's yeah there's, like, so many delay pedals.
1: True that. It's just Vox sent it to me. And yeah. I was like, oh, I like the thickness of it. I like how it, like, wow, it's so rich. It certainly sounds great. And, uh... Oh,
0: the... This has Um, happened to all of us a million times, the little, the thing on the Les Paul switch, the little tip, the white tip has come off off his hands.
1: It's It's just a fun, you know, I'm not a gear guy. I'm not a never been a, a super gear guy. Like I and I don't say this to be defensive or anything.
0: I'm trying not to laugh.
1: I know. It's it's
0: weird, he man. says in a room full of five Bogners 4 4x12 four, four cabinets. I mean, there's the more set. in
1: my in my shed. More amps, oh, yeah, more got a, the other cabs, ISO'd, more guitars. Right. I'm only saying this because it's the truth, man. I've never been like as as a younger self a younger self, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but when yeah. I was in school, you know, I love Scott Henderson, man. You know, that was my ticket. My ticket to fusion and jazz was Chicoria and the electric band. That's what I was yeah. exposed to back in the mid-80s, whatever. And I when I saw Frank Gambali also playing with an Ibanez, when Steve was playing with an Ibanez and a Joe Satriani, it was cool to see him with that yellow one.
0: I saw him with that yellow one with Chick Corea, the electric band at the jazz festival in Berkeley. And when I was uh, in like a freshman in high school, that's amazing,
1: right? He was killing it. He was really good for the, for the band. Absolutely. And I, I, and I, I, I love Scott Henderson. He's, he's one of my favorite guitar players of all time, but I think for that setting, I think Frank was better for it. Yeah. It was nothing regarding oh oh he's better than you no, just, he it, it was right.
0: But I remember that was the first time I saw Scott Henderson's name was when I was about ninth grade and he was on the first Electric Band album. I think Car- him and Carlos Rios. He was on. He had a great Scott had a great sol- solo on one of the first songs on the record.
1: Yeah, I I I I know Carlos Rios is another beast, man. I just never yeah. got into it. But Scott, because of school, I got I got I got to learn from him, and
0: I love Scott. Yeah. Yes, we both do. And, that, you know, he I learned uses a lot of, the bar so much. I
1: learned a lot. My my whole concept, as I was saying to you, improvisation has been with me since I was a kid. It was there, and I knew it. And so f- I think he gave me a a tool that is more valuable than all his licks that I never learned. Yeah. I never learned his stuff, but i what he taught me, and I love him. Yeah. I love the tribal tech stuff and I isn't the the mentality and how i you know I, I created a concept for myself and to teach you know other people how to yeah. um to be able to not prepare anything, show up with nothing, and just by understanding the concept and the template that we have to create on the spot and always it's like recycling always you know being able to play anything from nothing because we like to have lines and licks and work stuff out but with this concept that i learned from him i'm i apply to my playing and it's been amazing man so are you
0: talking about like in the middle of a performance or are also recording anywhere, your songs or anywhere, whatever
1: anywhere anywhere I, I look i've played so many times on idol and rockstar I've never in my entire life prepared a solo right. for any of this.
0: Except for there must have been uh, of all the songs, some of them you had to play like a certain melody. Yes,
1: line. Um, you know, um, I will tell you what I did. I played uh, Bohemian Rhapsody solo. Yeah, it's you can watch that live. I was I saw that live on and I and I learned enough that I knew Brian because I'm a huge fan, as I was telling you, Queen and Sabbath, all those bands, but. I love him, But I always wanted to put your feel, you know, you want to put your sauce in it, like, and and your passion. And and I remember playing that, if you don't mind, I'll play it a little bit. Uh, I mean... I'm I'm jumping all over
0: the place. That's perfectly fine. There's so many fun places to jump to. But I remember, that's when we all, and I say we, I mean, kind of like the world discovered you when we were watching this show, Rockstar Supernova. And I mean, I was... Full time at Guitar Player Magazine, then. And, you know, we all worked in the office in San Mateo, California. And we would just be coming in, like, who's that guitar player on that show, man? It's like, I don't even think YouTube was out. Maybe YouTube was out yet, but but it was like. Um, uh, um, what's his name? The chief editor. Oh, Mike friend, Melinda. Mike
1: Melinda. Mike yeah. came to the show, interviewed
0: me and stuff. Yeah, wasn't that? That was later, though. That was like in second Or, uh, it was or Supernova, the Supernova. Yeah. Supernova's second one. Right.
1: Yeah hey, man, look, it takes a long time for you. To learn about a lot of things and I'm I gotta be honest a a lot of stuff flew over my head in many directions in ways and life is just teaching me look this is not how you do it come back here nobody was telling me you know like I had no mentor in my life musically speaking once I moved here so it's been a lot of um, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of learning curves you know yeah and i'm saying this humble you know with no pride with no hum like not trying to be humble or just being honest you know jude because we know each other for a while and i I, there's a lot that has happened to me that i wasn't prepared for and life showed me that this was good this wasn't right but you know i'm going forward we're all going forward and i'm learning but it was an amazing experience because I, I had played with Cristina Aguilera. I, my yeah. first show with Christina was...
0: Yeah, so wait, uh, just a quick recap. Yeah. So you're, play, you're gigging as a teenager in Brazil. Do you come out to LA to go to MI? Is that what yes, happened? Yes, yes. And then how do you end up with Christina? In well, Christina I got a scholarship.
1: I did the, the GIT Masters. I won that competition, which was one of my songs, my first song in my album that we might talk about which is called basically lost and I got a scholarship yeah. because of my writing you know it was called the band clinic project
0: That's I didn't realize you already done that record before am I That's cool. I
1: didn't do the record I or actually recorded that song because I, I already had written yeah. a few of those songs before I did the record mm-hmm. I recorded that song, which was on a, on a CD in Japan from MI and one in the States, which was really cool. It validated my work and my talents that were a combination of us wanting to play as best as we could, and the writing, which was a given as a kid. You know, I always wrote, we won competitions as kids, and it wasn't based on money or fame. It was just there. and. Yeah. That's why I'm writing, and that's why I have a band and projects, and I always had a hard time maintaining this, the Christina's, the Pink's, because there was a calling inside of me, look man, you're a writer, go write. Yeah. And here I am playing songs that were not what I intended to. But uh, at the same time, it's so high level. You're playing with great musicians. You're playing with the biggest stars in the world from the States. And how can you not enjoy and appreciate that, you know? So a lot of confl- conflict in my head, you know? Uh, but, um, yeah, after MI, I got, a, I got a call, man, you know, from a friend, a drummer. <laughs> he called from one of the pay phones in school. He said, half they're auditioning people at SIR.
0: Is that like a Barry Squire audition? No. Or something else?
1: Not at all. Barry, sorry it wasn't you, but <laughs> I'm still waiting for a call, Barry. <laughs> I yeah. love Barry.
0: Yeah, you still got plenty yeah. of calls coming from him, probably.
1: I haven't had one in a long time. <laughs> Barry yeah. called me, please. <laughs> <Barry>. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but... um just um yeah i i went down to sir man i remember bringing a piece of wood that i brought I, that i bought at home depot to make a little board
0: yeah and it's, and it's just a few blocks from mi so yes could, like actually walk
1: down. yeah and i went down there man uh and there was hundred, i don't know hundreds I, I well, maybe excited but a lot of people which was like very not very encouraging like i was like oh god and so th- they didn't tell us who we're auditioning for those was two teachers from MI at the time, they were younger, Joe Basu, they played with Jessica Simpson, uh, Joe Basu.
0: Okay, yeah, I know his name, I don't know i can't. I don't and another
1: guy him. that I forgot the name, but he there were teachers there, they, they were younger, and they're really cool, man. They were really yeah. cool guys, good players. They, they knew how to dress, <laughs> you know, they were cool. I was just like, everything going over my head, I wasn't paying attention. I was just lucky that I got a call from a drummer friend, and I just went down there, and did he tell you who the artist was no nobody so, knew even oh, when we even got there he didn't know He's like, yeah there was this guy named bruce sterling that was looking for musicians and and he put me on an ensemble with another guitar player maybe another keyboard player drummer and bass player and it's like hey guys just do a groove in a minor and then he will point at you and t- you take a solo now this is like 2000 I already been playing baked potato in Hollywood with, with the music that you heard. Didn't yeah. do the album yet, but I have all this music. I put a hold on my rock band that I had on at my called Strange Some, and I I'm a metal kid that nobody knew who's a metal kid anymore, dude. You know because I was into this fusion thing, and 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 all of a sudden you get out of school and you learning music and you're playing gigs you you're a funk guy now and you're like what and so life is taking me for for a spin you know and i i got i get a call from from bruce the guy that bruce sterling the guy that put it together anyway i was i was experienced at, the, at that moment man taking solos and taking my time i was really dialed
0: If I was nerves weren't getting to you. You were no, comfortable. No,
1: not at all. Even when I went to... Because it was so long. You're already playing since you six. You're at 20. You're like, you want to show off. You want to... Dude, listen to yeah. me. I want to be seen, you know. You're dying to be seen. And there's
0: like 50 other people there. You're like, just... You know, I felt just very fun. confident, yeah.
1: you know. So I... It wasn't like I was self-sabotaging at the time. I really just... Here, take this kind of... We'll be was in the right way but it worked and um, i took a solo and this guy's like okay called me back and i went to audition for christina and those two teachers were there too <laughs> it was four of us Uh-oh. me another guy and the teachers i was like oh my god they look so cool look at the leather jacket their pedal boards were way put together." so i got the gig and it, I was very happy, man. I was very, very happy. And my first show with Christina was Saturday Night Live with Christopher Walken.
0: And more Cow cowbell! More yes. cowbell! You played the more cowbell episode of yes. SNL. Yes. Yes. Holy shit! Did you watch the skit from the or, I we the TV monitor? We,
1: everything went over my head, right? But I couldn't miss one of those episodes. We were laughing so hard; it was so good. He. he
2: sorry i had to love
1: you you're the man yeah
0: yeah you know you know the stuff man i wish i could do his voice but that was such a yeah such a fun when i put on my pants i make hit records (laughs) anyway i can't believe you played that episode what was it like for you walking into the studio and first time few times i played on tv it was like i don't know it was less stressful than i thought it would be i thought oh my god
1: it's more controlled the whole
0: country but it's like actually it's kind of chill
1: controlled
0: yeah
1: yeah because I, I i ended up doing i ended up playing with uh cisco for a bit like because it, he stopped and my friend fish herring is great guitar player yeah at the time he played with cisco i played with christina
0: right because he so, plays with christina now i
1: think yeah i think later he yeah, yeah. you know there's so many different uh, even Tarek played with christina so there yeah, was. yeah and i and moved I, and on errol cooney errol great player and um yeah, so, you know, when I was on tour with Christina, I got recommended to play with Mark Anthony while I was touring. So during some of my day offs, I got flown to New York and played with Mark, which was really cool. Great singer vibes. I was just not into the Latin thing, like that, that the Latin, you know, the salsa thing. But it was amazing. I just brought um, a Chad Atkins, Nylon. Yeah, yeah, Learned the stuff, because I can play a little Nylon, but... It's not what I listen to, you know? You right. are what you listen to. Yep. I fake a lot, and I'm able to fake a lot of different styles in a way that it feels good. And because it's really hard for, for anybody to master everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times I went to do Idol with my you know, 412s, they roll everything, but they have Paul Jackson there. Just ask yeah. Paul to play. Yeah. Well, there's a sound and there's a tone that it's more suitable maybe for me, but if Paul Jackson is there, can I play some funky? Yeah, I can play whatever. But Dude, you gotta so talk funky. to the master. That he's right there. Let him play. Yeah. I wouldn't you know, I've never been in a situation where, where Ricky said to me, Hafa, let 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 Paul Jackson play those rock licks. Ricky Minor? Yeah, no. Band he's major. he knows I'll play. But yeah. Do you think he's gonna ask me to play the clean stuff? And no, he's right there. Paul Jackson's there. There's yeah, nothing to talk he's
0: about. He's got such great groove. I mean, it's it's the, unbelievable. You watch him on YouTube, when just, <laughs> just without a band, it's just, the pocket is so great.
1: Some of the, those guys invented some of that, and um, I have huge respect. Yeah, I was talking to Bus the the other day when I saw you with the big potato. Bus feetin. Oh, cool. Been talking. It's like i remember listening to one of his solos on uh, superwoman the song that comes after superwoman and one of those stevie wonder albums uh where were you when i needed you last winter great feet and solos i was like oh,
0: cool you play with stevie wonder right or something or yeah i played a, a couple bit.
1: times yeah i did a, a vh1 divas thing again ricky would bring me with the whole crew with paul and i you know i would play more of the the dirt, you know, the yeah. solos and stuff. I'm a soloist, I guess, you know, like yeah. somebody that won't also, prepare.
0: rock rhythm. I mean, you're everything, but when uh, yeah. we first saw you, you were playing all because everyone had to play all kinds of different classic rock songs, not just in excess, you know. A lot, yeah, I think I saw man. you play Kansas. I, oh. I don't know. Everything. I love Kansas. Were you going to show us your Bohemian Rhapsody solo yeah, or I something?
1: I can try. I can try. Or a... I don't even know if I remember. Ah. Uh, I just have this
0: yeah he's got 50, some p90 s going folks now fifty six gold top custom shop i I okay, so I on the show,
1: I think we performed a couple of times with different singers and uh, all I did was play with the Shiva with a little tube screamer in front and a, some delay. that's all'. I. Yeah. It just gives a vibe yeah yeah like uh, you know i didn't want to go really
0: clear sound that's what i remember yeah the guitar was right there then it was a probably
1: a a dd5 not even the dd7 because they didn't have it uh, (laughs) like mid 2000s so uh, i i let me just see if i can remember this (laughs) that's what it is (laughs) kind of vibe i was adding to it i'm playing the solo i love brian may brian may has always been good always had the best vibrato right and yes yes, i I just just noticing
0: i love the vibrato you were just putting in those notes man i was
1: just you know this is what the kind of vibe that i was i love when you bend time the time and the rhythm that people are playing with you behind your solo it's there it's up to yeah. you to slow it down and run and like a ballerina. Whatever you want to do you do it. As yeah. Marty Friedman does that without, you know, it's so cool. Like he bends a note and then he he uh, speeds up a little bit and catches up and then so All I right, Show me. So basically it's like you slow it down like a So I will slow down, you know. It's like I yeah. love
0: having a little bit of control
1: over that, which is invisible. Nobody knows. Maybe we do.
0: I just love how you, when you're playing right now, like you're playing. It seems like you're playing 100. Like what your face, everything. Like you're really. <laughs> oh yeah, it. no, I, I love this
1: solo so much, man. As a kid, yeah. this You're is,
0: always bringing it. Hey, you it's know, yeah. I noticed too that you 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 do a little bit of with your picking hand where the pick is moving a little bit like your the knuckle of your thumb and your first finger kind of are part of the motion. For me, like I'm all wrist. Yeah, no, My, I I
1: know because I I, I always had this circular yeah. uh, thing when I do um, uh, the 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 alternate picking, and I remember uh, listening to Racer X, which had a couple couple songs that I was really into and I was yeah. very impressed with Paul Gilbert. And I think he's a risk guy, man. And he's so good, so like yourself, man. It, so it's a technical thing, yeah. it's just different techniques. But I was I was I started to do a lot of the hybrid stuff alternating from uh, uh you know, just string alternation like uh but I'm doing I can yeah. do it picking Now I'm going to do a hybrid version of that. So I'll yeah. I'll, I'll do a legato and then picking. So kind of like that. You know, I'm doing a lot of l- legato nowadays just because of the sound that it creates. It's very liquid and I love that. You know, I, I think yeah. Alan Holdsworth had that going, right? Unbelievably clean planet. and unbelievable. So, but he was, I think he, he when he was playing the SG and things, I think that he's more of a coming from a rock right. background and he's still banded and
0: stuff. Yeah. Later, he just became liquid, cold, and unbelievable. And Any I'm, more examples of your legato that you've been branching out yeah, into I've lately? Yeah, doing
1: a lot of, uh, this is not the guitar I would play with, but... <laughs> Just mixing it a little bit of yeah. the two hands, the vibrato with your right hand, which I think it's really, it makes it really interesting, you know, even like uh, like a simple. Uh so that technique that I just did, I call it forward tapping. And I've done it forever since I was a kid, that you tap and you go forward, you do tap and you go forward.
0: I mean, you're moving the position up the neck. Yeah, you you play
1: a note with your right hand, and then you go meet meet that note with your left hand. And it keeps going forward. Forward is like an avalanche. Oh, oh, and then you maybe do something different then. So um, let me do something interesting, like Mm mid-neck, like A minor, let's say. Hell yeah! So it's kind of like going, uh, like a you know. That's what I feel like, like blind bending. Right. You don't see it. You don't know where where am I going to land this? But you believe it and you do it, and then you adjust if you need to. With um, the the forward tapping thing, sometimes you can do a two hand a uh, two use two fingers to do it. I have this thing. You use your like middle
0: and your fourth finger. Yeah, I'm
1: using hand. the middle. like, Let's say E minor.
2: Yeah. So,
1: so I'm going to Jumping forward in a different note now, instead right. of the same, which right. adds another note to the whole thing. It's yeah.
2: yeah. Oh my God.
1: The day, man, I was I would be doing, like let's say D D minor, right? Something yeah. in D minor.
0: <laughs> man, I need to go home and just practice. Why am I doing podcasts? Oh come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I'm I'm being kind of working on little arpeggios that has a, a really more controlled ways of... Because yeah. for me, it's like this. Once you
0: master the shape of a keith,
1: like anything in it, like... Let me see if I can...
0: Oh, he's going for a strat, folks. Look at that thing. This, this is, is not a fender.
1: Not a fender. I, I, I got to be honest. The fenders, man... I have a couple of custom shop fenders that are incredible sounding, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, I love it very much, but I wish the 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 radios was more straight, a little flatter. Because
0: it's more of a vintage radius, or oh my ooh. god! Yeah, and I would go and do those gigantic bands. And you then fret's out. And well, it's
1: just sometimes it's just so hard, and I love yeah. it, man. I love the whammy in, in the in the strats more yeah. than the Floyd Roses. I love it, and I love playing with the with the with the. With the with the Wamy bar I love it <laughs>
0: This is uh. What are those pickups? They got like um, you know the people call it mother of toilet seat. It's a pearl. Um, mother pearl on top of the humbuckers. What is
1: what is the? Uh, uh, you 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 know exactly what they are. I'm just forgetting their names right now. But.
0: The TV Jones or? No. Oh shit! What are they? Yeah, I don't know. I'm
1: just forgetting, man. Uh,
0: yeah. But I know exactly
1: what they are. A lot of people are using them. But. Um, we kind of like working a lot with arpeggios that are a little more controlled yeah like uh
2: this one is something I enjoy playing
0: You know what I love is that I can feel every note you're playing, even when you're playing. Oh, that to me is the ultimate test. Even when there's a Thanks. lot of notes coming at me, like it's, I feel it's in your bones. You know. Thanks,
1: man. So I, yeah. I'm I'm trying to incorporate, like we were talking early on, to add some vibrato, to add some yeah. human element. That really does. Because I, I think everybody has to. I I want to hear everybody. You know, I want to hear all the musicians and what they sound like on their instrument. Because yeah. then you can really tell who they are. W- w- I'm just me, like, you are you, you know know what I mean? Like, what I listen to, my day-to-day it comes, 100% is gonna come here, I can't hide it. Even when it's bad or ugly, it's unfortunate, but it's part of us, you know? Uh,
0: It's not ugly.
2: (laughs) It's beautiful, man!
1: (laughs) So I I used to do this thing, you know, it's a little classical vibes, but I kinda, when I have 24 frets, I can do it, but I have to do indeed. (laughs) Fuck, yeah. Woo! So I'm kind of like putting it all together. But most of the time, I am playing more controlled where music comes down here and you start something and then everybody's interacting. They're kind of getting fed from whatever you're playing, you know? So this is what I always thought was the coolest thing and the highest way of... um, of uh how do i say uh
0: expression uh,
1: express ex- yourself yes thank you um, yeah. you know uh, and i learned that later although i always did it a little bit and then i learned so much at school you know with guys like joe diorio and scott for sure even though th- both of them worked on it man they d- man oh, yeah. i used to go hang out with scott and he had the books with blackmore everybody every single lick And I've never done that in my life. And I was like, even you? Unbelievable. But it adds so much to your vocabulary. I don't think it's a bad thing. Transcribing and stuff. Definitely not. I used to transcribe some stuff from Brantford, Marsalis, and things like I love Jaco. Other players from different instruments that I... And and drummers like Dean Castronovo and the Rockside and Vinny and... I mean, I'm a fan.
0: It's all in there. I know you love to play drums too. (laughs) I love playing, man. It's just kind of like it's shameless, you know. All right, play some drums. Let me play play guitar. Yes. Let's do it for a second. This will be fucking hilarious. All right, I'm taking the loud guitar. (laughs) I hope it works. This will work. Great. Yeah, yeah.
2: two, three,
0: We might have overloaded the mics a little on that one. That was great, man. You're a great drummer, folks. You could have Rafael Morera playing drums in your band. People don't want to hear me playing guitar, but that is great. Thank you, but you sound great. You got your some of your own like signature drum fills happening there.
2: Ha <laughs> Right? Yep.
0: I'm kind of like
1: mixing, you know, little church licks. I love that stuff. And yeah. ah, it's not very good, man. But I no. love it.
2: It's just
1: folks. We gotta enjoy, you know,
0: ourselves a little bit. Hopf is available for drum gigs too. <laughs> nah, I'm not making this up. And guitar, and, yeah, and, guitar. and maybe bass. All. <laughs> oh, what is that guitar? It's it, from like forty feet back. It looks like maybe a Strat. If you're, but yeah. like you look it closely, it's got a.
1: It's a it's a young guy from uh, Korea that went to MI. And yeah. um, and he's making these guitars. Taekang, a Handcraft guitars. You
0: know, in yeah, it's, Korea, it's South Korea. that's great. Because I was, from a distance, I was like Tone King. I'm like, no, it's no. I said, yeah, it's Tone very King. Very cool. You've got to, you know, like.
2: Edge of my hand you to a mountain chop it down with the edge of my hand
0: And you play loud, which I love. Like, when you're singing, I can barely hear it, but I'll put it up in the mix. <laughs> but you're, you do they let you play this loud on all those TV shows? Yes. They want you to crank up and I yourself. did.
1: I was obnoxiously loud in every single thing I ever done. And now I'm kind of thinking about if that was good or bad, but it didn't matter.
0: I think it helped because... Yeah. It's the sound, it came through on the One time TV shows I, I did a tour. When we were watching out there in TV land.
1: Yeah, no, uh, That first show with In Excess, the guitar tone was awesome. I'm actually really happy with the mix and everything. Yeah. And it sounded, the band sounded really good. They're great players, everyone. But I love the fact that the guitar in a rock show was loud and it was my guitar. And I felt really good about it because even when you do the voice and nobody sees you for mo- most of the time, at least me and dave Barry, which was there sometimes uh, we were not happy if we couldn't hear ourselves and i feel like a lot of the the, the stage managers like in a lot of ways they want to control you and they don't want to you know what dude just stop this is not about you it's about us we're playing music we want to be heard and sometimes i feel like they want to control everything and and with the digital world and not having an amp. Well,
0: yeah, you got to learn how to. You have
1: no control over nothing. It's you're done. You're in prison now.
0: Yes, that's a very interesting point. I mean, that's we don't even have time for that discussion. But I've met kids, not not kids, right? I've met players. Like I was talking to a couple, someone at Nam like they'd never done a gig really with yeah. a tube amplifier, let alone a Bogner full stack.
1: Trust you know, me, man. They're I are playing I
0: through wedges and, and in-ears, and and that's all great, but there's something to be said for there's going no, out to tame the beast. Uh, yeah.
1: there're no no rebelling. They're not rebelling against nothing. We came out because of rock and roll and we re- rebelled. Yeah. You know, a punk rock attitude, if you want to say that. But please, you know, be proud of your tone. You know, to, to get an amp. Plug in into a small amp. Mess with it. It's simple. It's fun. Yeah. I'm not against anything, by the way, the digital world. You know, like, oh, it's, it's so convenient. It's a great tool. And it sounds good, you know. But, but there is another
0: world <laughs> that I hate for somebody not to know about.
1: I, I feel really bad. I tend to point the finger at the music industry and everybody else working in it. A little bit, Jude, I tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because in every... that we pass on let's talk about sports music is not a sport but it has some similarities if we talk about the new um, Kobe Bryant you know there's always a good example of that LeBron and, and, and so forth the next one yeah I felt like we stopped for a long time in time and not not in a bad way I love Slash you know but it was yeah. only Slash, only Slash, yeah. only only this guy and that guy. That's it. There's never other guys, at least my time, you know, um, buying the magazines. and I felt like it should have more, you know, it, it should have more diverse. We should give him more. Like, I've never been, I've been on the cover of Guitar Player Magazine online in 2009, which was the, a, a dream for me. And I'm not saying I should get anything. I'm saying there's so many great players underneath doing it, and I think we need to promote them.
0: You're preaching to the choir, as they said, because when guitar players started out in the 70s and 80s, like, I don't know if you got to get that. Go ahead.
2: Hello.
1: Hello. That
0: was weird. Hey man, you always gotta get the phone. It could be Barry Squire calling. You never Come could on, be somebody. <laughs> Come on, Barry, Barry. Barry forgot about me. It's okay. <laughs> There's no way he knows all. He knows about all of us.
1: Yes, we're he all waiting, Barry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: kidding. But yeah, I agree that uh, you know, in the heyday of guitar player for me, it was wasn't about how famous the player was. Yeah. It was about how great they were.
1: Yeah, man, I and, I agree you with know. you, and I I. I feel like I'm being a little bit. Uh, sometimes you come off a little arrogant because you don't understand how things work in the right. corporate world, and you learn. Yeah, I learned in the hard way, you know, by playing with Christina, Pink. Yeah. You know, my Pink. My gig with Pink was the best. You know, it was amazing. It's like five years, six years of. Oh wow. Touring For, and, and For Justin. Or? Yes.
0: Yeah. So you guys are all like a team, man. You got doing the voice. 20, it wasn't 20.
1: really a team because it's a bit younger, you know. Yeah. And I, when I did Pink, I did it for five years, and it got to a point where I needed to go. I needed to go do what I wanted to do. Otherwise, you stay there, which yeah. wasn't what I wanted as a kid. But you know, like playing with Christina, you know, Pink was great. We were a real good band. We all yeah. sang. There was no pro tools we didn't need, it. and then later we added. It. It was edit, you know, a little yeah. bit of the tracks. But it was even... Well, nowadays,
0: it's an anomaly if, the, if a pop band or a rock band doesn't have oh my God. backing tracks. I, I would it.
1: go with her, sing with her, American Music Awards. So for me, it was fun because we got to sing together. I got to play and, and enjoy myself. It was It was a beautiful time. But when I got the gig with Rockstar, I felt it was the right time for me to move on, you know? And uh, that's when I moved back home. Okay, I'm home now, and I can go to the studio, the TV studio.
0: Home here in L.A.?
1: Yeah, and then yeah. people start listening to me. Because when I was with Pink, it was a hit or miss. You know, people that come to see her wasn't very musically inclined. You know, it wasn't about the guitar, the drums. It was more about Pink, the which is a normal Yeah. Pop audience. That's what I wanted to i wanted to be seen i mean some people don't care about that and i understand it you can say whatever but that's why i started i wanted to play for people i wanted to share it yeah. and when you're playing with christina and, and people like that it's very little you you even when you have a big sound even when you ed feels yeah. it's not about you and i understood that and i like was
0: pink has a little more guitar action well
1: i broke christina. that i broke that I brought it four twelves to the tours Nice for five years straight. Yeah,
0: because that was kind of early in her career when she was blowing up. Yeah,
1: you know, so I kind of, like, established that, you know, and then I went to do Rockstar, and I quit the band. You know, I spoke to the manager, and it was kind of a weird thing. You know, I don't think she was happy at the moment. And then um, Paul Murkovich, which was the MD for Rockstar, went and auditioned some people and and Justin came to the picture and it was great it just it felt really good him with Pink I even went to rehearsal help out he's a great player player. and um it was easy but I think when we went to do well we went to do Paul Stanley after the second season of Rockstar which was awesome you know we did a lot of the Kiss stuff I did more TV work with Paul Murkovic and then he does a voice too right I mean, yes like the MD. but once i left the show i got a call to do idol which was really cool and that's all i did on idol <laughs> i'll come in last minute roll the yeah. four twelves you were there get a, 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 a okay sound check and just go play five six songs and take oh. solos which was more my thing uh even though it was conflicting why am i here on a vocal competition show taking solos hey they need you i guess but it was still you know this is a vocal thing and off me but i i went and did it it was very grateful for the the, call um,
0: most spinal tap moment where things went wrong on a tv filming Uh, taping uh, any any kind of crazy i'm trying to i I don't think i ever had an issue it doesn't even have to be you it could be someone else or anything ever go haywire during one of these filmings?
1: Not that I remember. During a song? It happened behind the cameras. Yes, I can tell you one that is bad that I'm not proud of, but I just didn't know what happened there. Uh, Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some weird ones, man, like that you would never know because I I would come. uh, This one, when you're on a TV show, your mix is important because you have in years and you're, yeah. pressured your face is on the on yeah, TV for face. millions of people what do you want you want a, your mix to be good so you if something happens it's your doing you don't blame nobody yeah. so I was on on the voice and and um, my in ears were going out like out nothing nothing and I call one of the guys and he comes out he talks to the guy underneath the stage oh there's nothing no problems I'm like, okay, but it's going in and out. Well, we already changed the, the battery, so okay, cool. So we're playing a song. I think it was a Celine Dion tune, and I have the solo. What happens? <laughs> Shit goes out completely.
0: So you can't hear
1: So today. So how do I have to feel then after the song is done and, and, and I can talk to the guy? I was like, dude, this is when out. I, I made mistakes that I wasn't happy about. And you and you hear something rude from the guy. Yeah. So I put my guitar down and went down there live on when the show was going on.
0: So they're doing another song. Not that.
1: yet. Oh. I think they were. Right. It, was, okay. uh, it was it was it was the 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 judges. You know, Adam Levine, and, yeah. and they're talking. So I was like, "What you say? Like, really, dude? Like, I'm here asking for help. I'm the guitar player here. This is. I'm not saying any of that yeah. to the guy." By the way i'm just like this is crazy i'm getting some rude like kind of fuck you kind of oh really i put my guitar down and paul mark don't go don't go and i went there to see what what do you say (laughs) so that that's a horrible thing but people don't have they don't respect you if you don't let them know dude you don't talk to people like that you know what i mean like yeah gotta have some boundaries Got to respect me. You know, I'm here doing my job. Something is off. Let's fix it. Done. We're cool. But for you to call me this and curse, no, not cool. So I come back real quick, take the 12, the two neck, the 12 neck.
0: Yeah. Jimmy Page double neck. neck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And go into another song
1: and play well, you know. But a lot of that, nothing ever happened. Nothing bad ever happened. Nothing. It's just it gets stressed and you don't see it because you're yeah. there and you want to do a good job i care you, yeah, it's I your face it. you know it's you it's playing intense, man a lot how many times For i sure. went to play with ricky minor and they're rolling my stuff they don't have a tech unbelievable you're a tv band like they American have Adam. all the money in the world where's the text man Get a tech.
0: Like someone who actually knows guitar is Get a basis. tech.
1: Yeah, give somebody a job. You give just a, a stagehand. Yeah, you give dancers a job on a musical show, and I think it's great. So everybody's working. Give the techs a job. Now you don't even see the musicians anymore. They give dancers, but you don't see musicians. So I point the finger at the industry. Yes. When you see the Grammys, where are the musicians? Where? Why? Why are you just putting tracks this is the grammy it should be serious it should be honoring great musicians that's i ironic, point yeah. the finger at them at our own people you Asian know what bands. i mean yeah. because that's you know where's the love where's the love well, i mean lucather came before all these incredible great musicians and that's what i look up to man to the people that we love that paved the, the way for us and we're trying to pave the way others
0: i mean i don't watch enough of these shows to really comment but
2: oh just a lot of a little the
0: artists will have um, they will have a band on stage a lot sometimes or some musicians but i guess the orchestra as you call it in the grammys you're saying they're
1: no you know i still I, i still think they have it the point being is sometimes you see performers on the show and there's no music, like no musicians dancers, playing nothing. It's just, singers and dancers. yeah, like dude, yeah. that's not cool, man. Yeah. This is a music show. I wanna see people playing, respect I that. I don't like it. That's just an opinion, but I don't like it. And I respect them less for that, uh, Jude. One more thing, if you're not going to sing live or if you're not gonna play live, don't go on stage. Be, you're banned. You're not going to go on stage. That's what's happening. You go to Coachella. There's barely any musicians. It's all tracks. What's the point in doing that?
0: It is an odd time, and I know. Yeah, I know. But I it's the like industry. <laughs> no, I,
1: the industry's fault for not educating people, for yeah. not giving camera, you know, time to musicians. Uh, when you're a kid, you want to be inspired. Who do you see? You see, <laughs> what's her <Yeah>. name? <laughs> You see Mary the uh the, the stallion. What's her name? Uh
0: Megan the Stallion. Yeah,
1: yeah, the pussy and it's like mop the the floor with the pussy. Hey, cool. Go ahead. But I don't think kids are listening to guitars when all they hear is that shit.
0: Yeah. Well <laughs> You know, there's it's complicated because I like that the production of some of these pop acts has gotten better in like the last five, ten years. Like some of these tracks sound really fucking good. Like if you just, the car stereo test. Unbelievable. So I'm very happy about, even though there is a lot of loops and logic files and sequencers, and drum samples, and not always a lot of real bass. And although there's more bass and guitar coming back, like you listen to Lizzo or something, and there's there's some cool guitar and bass on there. Yes. So there's a lot. There, there is a lot coming back, which yeah, I like. No, I, but I there like is the also, production. yeah, I love the productions. But it's and it's war, starting to sound warmer again. I'm hearing a lot of more really yeah. warm like bass and drum tones that make my speakers. I think happy. people
1: got so sick of everything yeah. being electronic yeah. that they want to hear a little bit of human. Yeah. elements in it and so I, i'm optimistic that yeah.
0: maybe it's starting to swing wow. more back more and more gigs yeah you know i i, I for agree guitar with you players like i you. agree
1: with you man and i when i started playing with christina it was very poppy The the music even with pink when when i heard just like a pill which was i don't remember you know it's been years man uh <laughs> anyway yeah i i knew it when i heard that song and i was going to audition there was only women there by the way i was the only guy oh my god as soon as i heard that i was like oh i'm gonna put a a, a Aryan chorus in this part and when it comes in
2: uh,
1: uh, i mean i wanted to play that i wanted to sound like a real and that's what got me the gig I wasn't yeah, trying to to it. Yeah, I wasn't trying to sound like the producers made the guitar sounds, which is a little more plasticky. Yeah, I know. Definitely. I wanted to bring it alive, and it sounded great. It was cool, and that's how it was live, man. You know,
0: I th- I thought it was it was a good thing. Well, that's I think that's what the best thing a hired gun, as we like to call him, whatever a guitar yeah. player or musician can do is identify what's special about the song and the track, and then. When you're in the room, everything should be bigger somehow. Yeah, a little bit wilder. A, I agree you know, with Take you. over a bit, but you're still still in the spirit of the part, and I still did that, fitting yeah. in with the band and what everyone else is doing. I and did that, the, and the singer is going to react.
1: Yeah, I just love it, man. I I think back in the day, they needed great musicians to recreate it live, so. What I'm saying, Jude, is if they keep just using tracks, there's very little for us to do, right, and it's kind of like I just think it loses the purpose of a live event, you know, a performance.
0: Well, I've kept you here for so long today, um but I'm really excited by being here. Oh, man, I'm so happy
1: him. that you finally came by, you know.
0: And it's so cool that you play the baked potato so regularly. Like, it seems like two, three, four times a year. A year yeah, I used there. to do
1: it like once a year, once every yeah. two years because of work. And then COVID showed up and closed everything. And And yeah. I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to keep playing. Because I used to play yeah. there in 1999 before I even got a big gig. Yeah. And um, that, that was that song we talked about. I don't know if you want to hear a little bit of the... Yeah, yeah. Cause I, 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 it's called uh, basically lost. Is the first al- uh, song from my first album. So here's uh, basically lost. This is how I play it. <laughs> Melody. to a series of um,
2: chord melody.
1: going to a chorus now yeah. I mean I'll, usually I'll go back to the head and play you know what I mean start over play it again but then I yeah. go to a, a chorus like
0: fusion jazz through a full stack Bogner and a giant pedal board
1: (laughs) oh my god it's like a salad I I, you know like we were talking about man like we we are what we listen to right and uh, in this project I you know my fusion stuff I I've been writing a lot of interesting things that um, it's different than metal and rock that I do with Magnetico and uh, I've been doing stuff like this, Jude. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. I've been doing this, you know, like creating new songs. Um, Here's a head of uh, another one. It's like, uh, uh,
2: that's
1: good. Thank you. I'm kind of, you know, just writing a ton, man. In, yeah, there's, what, different are you styles. putting this out soon, or <laughs> I, I want to yeah. so bad, man. I have so much music, and I'm like, I'm I'm really having a hard time producing it and putting it out, like. Not enough hours be, in the day. I, I'm I'm struggling a little bit with that, just in between working a little bit, gigging here, teaching and stuff. To actually taking a little time off to do albums to do songs that takes yeah. a little bit of you know um, time like yeah. we you know like you got to put time into the things that you really want to do and uh, but I but but they're here and I'm going to find a way to do it you know you
0: must man. yeah stuff is so beautiful
1: thank you so much man I've, yeah I have a few different EPs in the box right now. Just, you not this yet and not even my acoustic music. I have so much acoustic stuff like uh. Yeah, 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 yeah Why can't you talk to me I didn't mean It's like an acoustic thing.
2: Yeah, that's gorgeous.
1: And I, dude, I have, uh, I, I w- wish I could tell you all the tunings. I have so many guitars tuned differently. Yeah. I don't know if you want to hear the baritone a little bit. Oh,
0: yeah. Let's, <laughs> before we go. Yes. Got to hear this. It looks like a, looks like a, Is that's not a robo guitar, is it? This is a. Um, it's a Gibson Les Paul. Special. Studio. Studio, because it doesn't have all the, doesn't have all the binding and all yeah. that.
1: But just the way of the guitar in itself, it just gives you the unbelievable tones, man. super cool baritone man I love this this guitar the tone
0: and did Gibson put those out or how do you how does one end up with them I I
1: I just wanted to have one at the time and I just called them they 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 were sending me guitars you know and and I just really want a a real baritone and it sounds unbelievable man (laughs)
0: When you add the delay to that little plucking part, it makes it all extra funky. There. Uh, created a loop. fantastic
1: <laughs> it's a it's a very cool sound man this guitar
0: yeah you know I gotta say I was talking about Zach Wilde not being able to stop playing because he feels the music so I think you've even surpassed Zach man. <laughs> you just gotta just keep playing and playing I love man, it man there's
1: so much <laughs> I wanted to share I haven't even gotten into
0: the improv now and you had a demo of that song right or something? Yeah. yeah I mean maybe I can play it at the beginning or something yeah or a little bit make, yeah sure just, like throw. just a tease. Maybe we'll maybe we could fade out here on play the sure the uh, demo version of that. I say demo, but it sounds like it's ready to go. It's ready to go, but I'll send you the MP three so you have it. Yeah,
1: folks, man, there's so much like we haven't even touched the, which is good. You know, maybe we'll. I have to come
0: by. Yeah, it's like, 21 minute drive on Apple Maps. You know what I'm saying? Is is that how long it was? It's nothing. I hope it. I hope this is cool, man. Incredible. I I have no idea. I probably sound like an idiot. Not at all. Are you can It was brilliant. Yeah. This is your uh, party favor. <gasps> I it's, need it. I it's love a really cables. great capo from G7th. Top of the line technology. Damn. These capos are beautiful and it's laser engraved. It says no guitar is safe, as in the I name of the podcast. I love this.
1: Thank you so On much. On top of it. Yeah. You know, I've
0: been looking for another capo. Yeah. Because I'm always. Uh, dude, I have. Don't I, lose this one. <laughs> I won't. This is awesome. no, I'm just kidding. I. I have friends there. If you do, we can get you another. One. I uh, but they're so great, it. such a wonderful no, thing. No, I that.
1: love it, and I, I, yeah, dude, like a lot of those guitars are tuned differently. I, I showed you yeah. the, the the Emperor and and um, ordinary people, and yeah. Then there's this guy, which is completely nuts. The Firebird. The the 355, the black. Oh black. yeah, that is beautiful. That's a completely n- crazy tuning. And there's songs with that guitar on both Magnetico albums, which is like, I don't know if you, you made it harder for yourself to tour, you know?
0: Yeah. Because well,
1: you can't bring one okay. guitar and two. The you to have a
0: big vault for like yeah. <laughs> 10 guitars.
1: Well, if, they, if the band was more successful, then I would be able to bring it. But, you know, you don't plan that kind of thing, man. You just go yeah. and do it and hope for the best.
0: Well, thanks for doing this today. I, I can't I thank you I love it. I was waiting Susan. for you to call, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. I know we've talked about it for a while, and it's so great to finally do it, man. Keep wow. it alive till you're a million and five. But. I'm
1: trying, man. We will, we'll we'll play until we're done in this in this plane. If she calls
2: me.